Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about controversial ideas, unacceptable views, and pry through the madness. I'm your host, Brian. Well, thanks for joining me here on the Memory Hole Show. I have my espresso in hand, so I'm ready to go. Now, so much of the time I end up talking about negative things that are going on in society, and I think it's important to be vigilant and to watch out for people that want to control our lives. But as my wife recently told me, it does cause me to harbor a lot of negativity. So this week I'd like to take on a slightly different approach, something that we can do that is positive and will help limit the reach that those controlling people have on us. Now, by now, you know that I've linked all the content, the videos, whatever it is that I speak about in the episode, they're all in the show notes. So have a look at memoryholeshow.com while you're there. Don't forget to share the show notes, retweet them for me. Everything you can do helps to keep these ideas going, uh, to make us aware, to reach new people. The more people we have on our team, the better. And now, on to the show. As I mentioned in the intro, this week I'd like to talk about something a little different, which is courage. The title for this week's episode is Courage is the Cure, which raises two questions. The first is, what is courage? And the second, the cure for what? Many of the topics on Memory Hole Show deal with societal ideas and challenges. Sometimes the topics are about freedom and the people that want to take it away from us. Other topics are about how to tackle big problems and how the solutions often have nothing to do with the problem, but instead are about powerful people getting more power. One of the reasons why most of these sinister solutions get so much traction is because, simply put, people lack courage. This is what courage cures. Making your voice heard helps to temper the runaway left. Merriam-Webster defines courage as follows. Mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So essentially, to be brave enough to do what is difficult. I myself will openly admit that over the last decade or so, while the political spectrum shifted to the far left, while political correctness and woke supremacy took over the culture and became the morality of K-12 education, I remained silent. Many people, like me, remained silent. We didn't want to be called racist or sexist or whatever other false labels we'd be assigned. So essentially, we did this to ourselves. Meanwhile, during the last two years, while this culture shifted to the left even faster, many prominent podcasters were stepping up and pushing back. But many of them stated the obvious, that we, the listeners, needed to step up as well, that we needed to have courage in the face of this cultural tyranny. For me, I finally started this podcast earlier this year to add one more voice and to hopefully help to unsilence other voices to join the fight against the madness of the left. Recently, I heard an episode by Real Talk with Zuby. Now, I love this podcast because Zuby is a straightforward, no-nonsense, call-it-like-it-is person. In this particular episode, Zuby, Twitter handle, at Zuby Music, was talking with David Freiheit, Twitter handle, at the Viva Frey. And their conversation turned to the topic of courage. Here's a couple of ideas that I found to be particularly interesting. The first was from David when he said, How do you get those people to stop being scared of what 
by and large is a fear of the blowback and not the blowback itself. So most people in life don't fear actual things. They fear the potential of those actual things. For example, to be stressed about failing on an upcoming exam is not really about failing the exam. The exam hasn't happened yet. The fear is about the potential of failing the exam. Most people will live through the stress up to and until they pass the exam. The thing is, is that the stress wasn't necessary. Until you actually fail the exam, why cause yourself that undue pain? If you pass, the pain you cause yourself was completely unnecessary. The same can be said about speaking up to the mob. By keeping silent, their tactics are reinforced. They feel more emboldened, while our influence and our beliefs are diminished. We are basically saying that our values shouldn't be valued. That's clearly a losing strategy. One of the frustrations from people like Zuby and Gad Sad, which he was talking about, and that sprung up the conversation in this podcast, is that people in the West these days are cowards. As Zuby outlines, people don't even voice their opinions. They're too afraid that maybe the police might show up at their house or they worry about their children or their job or their fame and their money. But guess what? Remaining silent got you here. The only cure is to grow some courage and speak up. Defend your values. Don't let the people you falsely fear dictate your life. Your values are worth defending. We can live side by side and not agree on everything. Zuby put it best when he said, Cancel culture only works in conjunction with cowardice culture. So stop being a coward. That's it. Now, I saw this other video that was really inspiring. It's a video of somebody that I guess they were talking about some bill or something that was going to be passed. And this guy showed courage and spoke up. And it was one of the best videos I've seen in a while. I've linked it in the show notes as usual. Go to memoryholeshow.com to have a look there. Now, I don't even know the person's name. I really wish I did. Maybe one day I'll find out and I could add it to the show notes later. But let's have a listen. He starts out. My grandparents are black. All eight of my great-grandparents, all 16 of my great-greats. On my mother's side, my ancestors were enslaved in Alabama. On my father's side, we were enslaved in Texas. Okay, so it sounds gloomy, doesn't it? Now, if anyone had a reason to feel oppressed in this modern culture, this guy would be it. But then he continues. I am not oppressed. I'm not oppressed and I'm not a victim. At this point, the crowd stands up and so they should. To say this in the woke era of stupidity takes courage. The thing the left fears most is people standing up and saying they aren't victims. The entire game of the woke left, their currency, is victimhood. Imagine that. Let's promote our pain and weakness. That's quite the contrast to trying to promote personal growth and perseverance. The guy continues with his life experiences. I travel all across this country of ours, and I check into hotels, and I fly commercially, and I walk into retail establishments, and I order food in restaurants. I go wherever I want, whenever I want. I am treated with kindness, dignity, and respect literally from coast to coast. If you listen to the mainstream media or if you are educated in the K-12 schools in the last 15 years, this would sound like something impossible. It goes completely against the victim narrative that is constantly pushed onto us. 
Continuing on, he talks about his kids. I have three children. They are not oppressed either. Although they are victims, I've taught my children they are victims of three things. Their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision-making. That is all. Years ago, I read the Seven Habits book by Stephen Covey. One of the ideas that stuck with me was how he explained how we have control in our lives. To summarize, he talked about these two circles. The first was the inner circle called the circle of influence. The second was the outer circle called the circle of concern. The circle of influence was everything that we have control over. The circle of concern was everything we were worried about but couldn't control. The basic idea was to learn how to control the things in your life that you could or should be able to. By doing this over time, the circle of influence would grow and consequently the circle of concern would shrink. What the woke culture slash victim mindset that we live in today does is shrink each person's circle of influence. That's because when you're a victim, the things that made you a victim aren't yours to fix. And with that, you remain weak and easy to control. Continuing on with the speech. My children, we are not victims of America. We are not victims of some unseen 190-year-old force that kind of floats around in the ether. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is taking our nation in the wrong direction. Racism in America would by and large be dead today if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. And sadly, sadly, very sadly, one of those institutions is the American education system. Now that is a mic drop moment if I ever heard one. It makes me think, wouldn't it be nice if we could send these victim pushers back into the past a few hundred years for a little while so that they'd be able to contrast the actual past with actual racism and everything with the present? I would hope that it would be an eye-opening moment, but as they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Back to this epic speech. I can think of nothing more damaging to a society than to tell a baby born today that she has grievances against another baby born today simply because of what their ancestors may have done two centuries ago. Now this is a great point. Why are we blaming people today for the actions of other people from the past? Are we not capable of making decisions today? This is like turning the individuals of today into slaves of history from which they can never escape. This is not a formula for society that wants to survive. More from the Epic Speech Guide. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is not combating racism. It's fanning the flames of what little embers are left. There is a saying that tyrants love that says, if you say a lie often enough, it becomes truth. Now, think about our current education system. If you are told that you are a victim for your entire childhood, why is it surprising that so many people think they're victims? It was baked into the cake. Then couple that with the other side of the equation. If you're told for your entire childhood that you are racist and privileged, etc., why bother trying to disprove the undisprovable? You might as well accept your role. That's what kids are being pushed into. That's the real crime against humanity.
And the only cure is to have courage. Stand up and say no more. You know, I really like finding these videos on Twitter and other social media platforms. You can find a lot of inspiration. You can find a lot of what's crazy in the world. You can see a lot of trends before they get like, kind of publicly known sort of thing. Um, I've always said that Twitter kind of uh, will let you see the future about six months to a year in advance of when it becomes pushed in your workplace or in the school system or whatever. So watch this guy's uh, inspiring speech where he's just calling reality out for what it is kind of rejecting all of this woke craziness that we hear about constantly i've linked the video in the show notes head on over to memoryholeshow.com watch the video it's what two three minutes so it doesn't take up a lot of time but you know what this guy has courage and i mean all we have to do is stand up and say no we're not taking the shit anymore so do your part stand up even even the little bits do the little bits that's all you need to do Okay, so as usual, before I go, I have a question. What are you going to do to show courage? Leave comments on Twitter at Memory Hole Show or leave comments and likes at MemoryHoleShow.com. Share the article on your Twitter feed. It really helps the show. Doesn't matter wherever you jump in, join the conversation and then silence yourselves. And don't forget, speak up or you'll get memory hold. All content from MemoryHoleShow.com and The Memory Hole Show is for the purpose of entertainment and is presented solely as opinion.